Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be doing a follow-up on our last video on Acts 29. Because we're not done talking about Acts 29 just yet. We might be after today. Because what we're going to be talking about is that Acts 29 is dead. They cannot be saved. They cannot be salvaged. They are dead. So that is the topic of today's video. It is a follow-up on last week's video where we shined a light on their views on homosexuality. And how they're basically affirming, but they, you know, in a side B sense, at very least, they're side B affirming. And side B is about affirming the identity and the attraction, but not the behavior. But we're going to see some side A, which is a shorthand for acceptance, where you got some people who are affiliated with Acts 29 churches, affiliated officers of Acts 29, who are affirming of homosexuality. So we're going to be talking about that, shining a light on that, and then we're also going to be talking about why this organization cannot be saved. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. Uh, linked in the description below. Don't forget, we have a free Evangelical Dark Web newsletter. And the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel or podcast if you are new. So, we're going to be going on the Twitter sphere for this, and I'm still calling it Twitter because it's still Twitter in the URL here, so it's fair game. And Nate Shulman, who's a pastor out of Virginia, has been doing the yeoman's work on just blasting Acts 29. He's the one who showcased the woke preacher clip that we discussed last week. Uh, it was also him who... Uh, is doing some of the content we're going to be discussing in today's video. So he has the Acts 29 board members in a screenshot right here. As you can see, it consists of Brian Howard, the president, Matt Chandler, the executive chairman. Now, Matt Chandler, fun fact about him, he is in the Woke Preacher Hall of Shame for his video on a Black 7 and a White 8. Obviously, there's no Black 7 on this board uh, that you can see right here, but you know, it's all about hierarchy and hypocrisy is part of the game that they play. Uh, that's what woke preachers do. I, I do believe that Matt Chandler is a false teacher and certainly his affiliation with Acts 29 is evidence of that. So we're going to be zooming in on Hunter Beaumont. He's going to be the focus of this video as we zoom in. So if we go to Hunter Beaumont's church. Which is Fellowship uh, Church in uh, Denver. Fellowship Denver Church. You know in Denver, Colorado I believe. And you have a couple staff members here. And you got uh, Adam Anglin and Angie Pratt. They're going to be the two we're going to highlight. And they're at, they're at the top. So they're pretty prominent. So. These are the staff members. Uh, Adam Anglin is a worship and arts pastor. And then we got Angie, pa Angie Pat Pratt, assistant director of children's and family ministries. And she's a groomer. She shouldn't be around kids. So, you know, this is her. Black Lives Matter. Uh, a lot of this stuff is old. We got pronouns in bio. Major red flag. Uh, it continues. The evidence is even worse. We got her affirming of transgenderism and homosexuality so 
Uh, she's liking tweets that affirm degeneracy. And I believe this is from this year. And then we got some stuff from 2020 where she's affirming Jonathan Merritt, who's a who's the son of James Merritt, the former Southern Baptist president who's a homosexual. So you got her praising Jonathan Merritt for being a homosexual. So there's that. But wait, there's more. Uh, we got saying black trans lives matter is also part of pro-life theology. That is what Angie Pratt believes. That's from 2020 as well. That's when black trans lives matter was all the rage in the left. And then last, but certainly not the end of it, we have just an appreciation tweet for the badass ladies who represent me and Northwest Denver so well. Thank you for all the work that you do. And these are radical progressive Democrats she is celebrating here, as Nate Shulman points out. If you're an Acts 29 pastor, he continues to say, are you more mad at me for exposing this very public information or at your organization for tolerating this? Among the highest levels of its leadership. So he puts them on blast for specifically Hunter Beaumont and his tolerance for the Jezebels. But it's not over yet. Uh, we got another thread here that sprang. It's from Facts Over Your Feelings. Uh, also would like to add some more evidence to the pot. They got some more tweets out of uh, Angie Pratt being a liberal. And what do we got here? A lot of uh, F-bombs in her tweets. And I think that's what they're kind of pointing out. We got, I believe this is an Instagram handle where she has pronouns in her bio. And then we also have Adam Anglin, the... Uh, Worship pastor who also has pronouns in his bio. And I think he also, or this is his threads account, which is kind of lame as well. So this is Hunter Beaumont, a board member of Acts 29, and his church is tolerant at the minimum of homosexuality. And in their affirmation of homosexuality, they are tolerant at the minimum. That's unacceptable as it is. So, Let's go through this last Twitter thread. It's from Jay Chase Davis, who's not exactly a conservative, because if you look at his bylines, they include uh, Mere Orthodoxy, which is a very liberal magazine. So this is someone who has street cred with the liberals, and he's also gained some street cred with conservatives. And he says, I truly feel for pastors and church planters in Acts 29 who are conservative and not pleased with the direction. Their relationship with the network is essentially a dictatorship. No voting and will be removed if they publicly dissent. What can be done? The board of the network is self-perpetuating. There's no way to get on the board unless the board chooses you. There is not even the possibility of a hostile takeover to use corporate speak because there are no shareholders. The people hired by the network are just that, hirelings. They cannot get, a, cannot get a paycheck if they do not support the party. If they are concerned and express those concerns, they will be fired. 
Consider that these pastors and church planters have invested money and time into an into a network, think like dues or taxes, but have no ability to affect change. Option one, form an organized resistance to the toleration and promotion of sexual deviancy in the network. Their, their goal must be clear for this group. The board of the network must change the direction or be replaced, or these churches leave en masse. This option is hard to accomplish because many normal conservative pastors are not interested in rocking the boat. Many of them are too busy to be concerned with the direction. It's difficult to inspire them to action. Option two, pull an I am Spartacus. If they can all organize and be clear on the goal, then they can publicly all publicly criticize the network together, make the network remove them all at once. This would be catastrophic for the network. They can either copy and paste both a po- and post copy and post he didn't say copy and paste publicly a letter that they all sign or just copy pasting the same tweets and post together. Again, this is difficult to overcome for the normal pastor's reticence to engage this type of action. What other options are there? I don't know, but surely there are others. The leadership is extremely sensitive to organized any organized resistance, they sniff it out and squash. But I believe they must either act or leave. Acts 29 is worth reforming. It is made up of over 700 churches, nearly 500 in the U.S., and many many in the U.S. are influential and well-connected. The time for action was yesterday, but without action, nothing will change. And he has an addendum. Individual action will not work. They will speak peace peace to you on the phone while adding you to a list of dissenters. Furthermore, the network will not be putting put anything in writing because that will be held against them. They will ask to talk on the phone. Do not talk on the phone with them unless you can legally record the phone call. Demand everything in writing. So that is J. Chase Davis with a thread on Twitter. And he points out with... He points out the black pill here. And he's not trying to be black pilled on this on Acts 29, but it's just the truth of the matter is they can't be saved because the organizational structure does not allow for accountability for the board. The board is accountable to themselves. The officers are accountable to the board. There is no accountability for the stakeholders of Acts 29, the churches that fund them, the churches planted by them. Because their motto is churches planting churches. So there is no hope for Acts 29. This is worse than the Southern Baptist Convention. The Southern Baptist Convention, the messengers have very little power. They can elect a president. And they can approve the committee on nominations. And they can pass a resolution or two. And maybe they have an item worth coming up and showing up to the meeting like they did in 2023. At the Southern Baptist Convention, you could show up to kick Rick Warren's church out, and then you could show up to vote to pass the Mike Law Amendment. You don't got that with Acts 29. Instead, you're getting lectures on how to approve homosexuality, which is what we talked about last week. So there is no hope for Acts 29. It cannot be salvaged. You got to leave and leave publicly. I would add. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that. My name is Ray. This is the Evangelical Dark Web. If you like our content, 
Again, drop a like and subscribe on your way out if you're new. Have a blessed day, and we will catch you on the next one.